He is a killer, but he will be killed tonight. Happy Halloween, Michael. Welcome to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by Quip Electric Toothbrush and Warby Parker. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look at our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL. Hello, boys. How are you doing? I am mostly recovered from my weekend away. Where did you go? I I went up to Philadelphia. Oh. With uh, my best friend, the Warshovenist Pig. He is expecting baby number two. Two. Oh, my goodness. And this was our little weekend getaway. He came down from Nueva York. We talked about. It was like a. It was like baby a baby stuff. moon. It was, it was basically like a, baby a baby moon for, for us. two dudes. And uh, we we uh, ate a lot of food. Good. Played a lot of tennis. Mm-hmm. Went to nice. some batting cages. Hey. On consecutive total, days. It was like a dude. We, how long were you away for? Uh, two days. Yeah. How, did it feel like uh, two hours, or did it feel longer? It was just crazy. <laughs> we may have gone to a comic book shop or two. Or seven. Mm-hmm. We may have gone to some baseball card shops. Did the whole for Flash. I will say this. Uh, I am not in tremendously great shape right now, but even accepting that, hitting a baseball uses all sorts of weird, weird muscles. Yeah. And having foolishly gone on consecutive days and hitting about 150 balls each day, on day two, my hands basically were like flippers. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't even... I couldn't hold utensils. I just had to eat with my. I, I was like you Danny DeVito like, under the trough. Yeah, <laughs> a little feed bag. You I need was a feed like bag. Danny DeVito in the 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 Batman, the, the Penguin <laughs> version of Danny DeVito. I I hurt to twist. All sorts of you strange. You were lucky that you didn't hurt. Muscles. You didn't. You're lucky that you didn't aggravate any sort of back thing. Like, that would be the worst. Yeah. I would that say is my, the worst. My performance in the cage was pretty, pretty good, even even up against the 70 mile an hour balls. I did okay. Well, you're used to seeing them from Flash. <laughs> you know, no kidding. I did think to myself. So when I was, uh, so you know, you you like to move around on on the, the, the speeds. Yes. And when I was getting the 60s thrown at me. I did think to myself, a 10-year-old boy with this coming at him, also having the knowledge that maybe it's down the middle, but maybe it's at his head, it must be terrifying. Yeah. Because it's pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty quick. So it was uh, it was great. Great. It was great. How are you? Did you get cheesesteaks while you're there or no? 100%. Uh, good. There were, I would not say that I did all the carbs, but mm-hmm. I did many of the carbs. There's no carbs in cheesesteak. What are you talking about? Many, many of the carbs. It Is that cheesesteak place that's out, that was out on, what was that, Rhode Island Avenue? Oh, still there? back in you the day. Tony Luke's? Yeah. Tony Luke's, the one that's under the underpass? Maybe. I don't remember. It, there was like under a, the overpass? There was, there was one that was out kind of on the edge of D.C., 
that we used to go to at the standard. Yeah. Oh, the, yes. the one. Uh, you went on a pilgrimage there yeah, with Goldfarb. Goldfarb and I yeah. went there uh, because those were a couple guys our age from Philly who just moved down here so to decided to start. And they got all their roles from the Amorosa, Amorosa Bakery and all that. Yes. I do not believe they're still there, oh, but I don't know. Man, that yeah. place was great. Uh, what about the dishwasher? You teased us with a dishwasher update last week. Uh, so my, my colleague Jim Swift sent to my house a real deal decibel meter. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he sent you a dishwasher. <laughs> and uh, I, I have not used it myself. My lovely wife, however, during the weekend as I was gone, kept sending me pictures of it as she held it next mm -hmm. to the dishwasher. And? With a tickling 53, 57, 62. And she then was tweeting about this, and the good people at Bosch Global were like, please email us, we can help. But I'm like, how are you going to? What time is it? How are you going to fucking help me unless you just give me a better dishwasher? But I don't think you make a better dishwasher because I went and paid all the money to get the best dishwasher you make. So what would these? Well, maybe, but maybe yeah. it's just a defective yeah. best dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Have you considered this? It says 39 decibels right now. The only thing I can but, think of is that what they mean is that's 39 decibels at a resting state when it's not on. <laughs> well, but you can get things that when are broken dormant. and do not work properly. Like if you get a sub-zero yeah, fridge yeah. and, you know, it won't get below 40 yeah. degrees or whatever. Perhaps it has to be on It's not sub-zero then easy. It's not sub-zero. No. Maybe it has to just be on fluffy carpet or something, you know, to muffle, <laughs> to muffle it. The rinse. rinse. It is 39 decibels if you put a mattress over the over front it. Yeah, of it okay, while fine. it's on See, its cycle. Right. Well, so. did you email the Bosch Global people yet? I have not had because it. Because what do they I've been a little busy with, with work. Mm -hmm. uh, but I plan yeah. on doing that at some point soon because I'm sure the people from Bosch will be tremendously helpful. Yeah. That's huge. That's what we need. That's, I mean, appliance companies always. <laughs> if my experience with other appliance companies over the course of my adult life is any indication, oh, they'll be knocking the on your door. Bosch are going to oh, knock and rest until they've made this right. There's going to be the guy who shows up in the white hat. Good evening, Governor. <laughs> How can I help you with your dish problem? How are you, Santino? They're German, aren't they? I should, probably shouldn't have been doing like a or Swedish. Yeah, you were doing Dick Van Dyke yeah. in uh, Mary Poppins. That's yeah. what you were doing. Are they yeah. Victorino? Is Bosch Chimney or German? Uh, I thought it was Swiss. No. German. Austrian? Maybe maybe no, they were Bosch. once Swiss and then well, you know. took them over. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was hard to tell if it was a Canton or a Bundesländer. Yes. Sonny. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, I went to a playground this weekend with Ooh. my lovely daughter. Things I don't do. Uh, oh, with a child. With a, with a child. Yeah, so they just, didn't have to call the police. <laughs> wow. I mean, you got to scope out the good spots, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was a... There was a, a, a a kind of swing that I'd never seen before. And not only was there a kind of swing that I'd never seen before, there was actually a sign up that says, we have put this new swing out and we want we want to get feedback from you, from you, the public, about how this how the, the swing works. Arlington slash Alexandria it, it was, swing. Uh, it was very this much- is what, If you wonder where the tax dollars go, there you go, it's very, the fancy it's swing. very, very much about, it's like picture? an episode of Parks and Rec. I don't have a picture of the swing, no. Um, how do you convey your so, feedback? So let me, let me. well, there's like an email address. The guy who, like the Parks and Rec guy, like the Leslie Nope of, of Alice, yeah, the city yeah, of Alexandria, yeah. uh, has his email address. Anyway, I'm, I haven't emailed them because I, 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 I don't really feel like doing that, but I will complain about it here. How this swing works is there's like a, there's like a you know, you know the baby swings where you put them in and it's like, it's like a little bucket kind of, yeah. and they're like stick out. And then you have like big kid swings 
that are like just the just the little paddle or whatever. Sure. Right. This combines them, so you've got like the little kid swing in the back, and you've got like a little a little area that is it's no, it's not floppy like, but it's it's hard. It's like a little. So what you're supposed to do on these things is one person sits on the front swing, and then you have the child in the back, <laughs> uh-huh. and you swing that way. And so basically- Oh yeah, I've seen these before. So it's 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 kind of, the problem is- I saw one of those in Thailand. The, <laughs> the, problem, <laughs> the problem is, is that uh, most people, and I, I saw, I saw like- Oh, you can do this clothed, I'm you sorry. Do I didn't really say with children. Oh, with children. Oh, okay, well, never mind, sorry. Still, that's still Thailand, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's Gary Glitter. But, the, uh, but like, the, I, I watched four or five different people use this before I, before I myself uh, gave it a shot. And every single person, the first thing they did on was stand on it, was stand on mm. like the, the, mm-hmm. the big kid mm-hmm. swing. I can see. And that. try to swing it that way. And let me tell you guys, that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> it's terrifying. And you're like you're basically like about to catapult your child out of the thing. So it it it, it is it's a fascinating uh, little experiment in people not reading directions because directions are right there on the side. And you should need to have directions <laughs> exactly. for a swing. Well, exactly, the swing is exactly <laughs> the swing. The swing is so complicated directions. if you don't mm-hmm. read the, yeah. the and this in is, other languages. So this too. is this is what I would tell uh, the city of Alexandria if I were to leave a comment is that your swing is too damn <laughs> complicated. <laughs> it is too complicated. That's Did you come up with a viralish tweet? No, to I didn't. Do this I, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure what to say exactly. I don't want to. Also, I don't like to tweet about my family. I try to. I try to keep them out of it because people on on the internet are terrible. They're nuts. The internet's a garbage dumpster fire of Question. awful trash people. Yeah. Did your lovely daughter enjoy the swinging experience here, or was <sighs> she just like, yeah, let's go do something else, Dad? Well, she didn't like it because here's another problem with it. So, like, when you you know when you put a child into a swing, it's just like there there are chains that come down and hold the little bucket, whatever it is, the little yes. bucket seat, the bucket. and you put it. But this thing has a metal bar that goes over the top of it because it needs I don't know if it needs more support or if it needs that's how it connects to the to the other part of the swing. But it's got like it's got like a hard metal bar that goes on top of it. So I went to put her in and I banged Ooh. her forehead. <laughs> Right, right on the top of it, because I wasn't. I was like, I'm just trying to put her in like normal, mm-hmm. and so she didn't like that. Another reason why the fancy swing is not is not the best. Maybe so. Maybe what you're saying is she would have enjoyed the swing more if she had a more competent father. Yes, if she didn't have a concussion, <laughs> okay. and she didn't have somebody standing on the swing uh, about to catapult her into the sun. What do you think? It probably would have been What do you better. think the uh, the, the uh, feedback is going to be when people, if people send emails? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what what sort of sicko would actually email the city of yeah. Alexandria. About Believe this, me. As opposed to just complaining about it on their podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very Victorino, good. Victorino, how are you? I'm great. I'm a little tired, but I'm great. We were up a little bit. The whole family was up a little bit later last night. Thanks to your tip from back a couple of weeks ago. Which the Greatest was, Showman? No, no. That, that's on my list. Believe me, it's on my list. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back at the Kennedy Center. Oh, you did it. We did it. How was it? It was really great, uh, particularly because... It's a great movie. I mean, it just is a great movie. I mean, the writing. It's also, there's a lot of action in that movie. In my mind, you think about all the time that Luke Much spent, like The First Man. Much like The First Man. It's a little bit different. Uh, but, you know, in my mind, when you're, you think about all the time that Luke spends with Yoda, which is actually not that much time. There are these little interludes of... The training was quick training, by the way. Luke's training was very quick. Uh, and then, of course, it gets interrupted. And the rest of the time is with, with, with Han. I mean, everybody's split up. Uh, but it, it was really good. And so the National Symphony Orchestra, 
did a terrific played job. Played the score live. Oh, yeah, they play the score live. The Imperial March live. Yeah, it so must what, have been awesome. It would. I mean, that's what everybody was waiting for. Everybody's waiting for uh, right after the line about the uh, the Imperial probe droid gets destroyed and said, "There's a good chance the emperor, uh, the Empire knows we're here." And then you see the conductor uh, raise the re- baton. Yes, and then boom, 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 but a dump, and just everybody gets excited. Electric. Yes, right, yeah. and. It's such a powerful brass section, uh, and it's all the way in the back because otherwise you would drown out the strings. But, I mean, everybody's involved in it, and it sounds exactly, exactly. I mean, it's every note from John Williams is played. Uh, and so, I mean, it's hard to believe. You take for granted after a while watching the movie that it's not a soundtrack from coming from a speaker, but rather directly from the instrument into your ears. And that's the weird thing. Uh, and it was great. And people, so people would clap as they do during concerts at certain segments, even though the movie is ongoing. And they have um, the dialogue, they have, they have subtitles. Uh, because, oh, because it can they get a little bit drained. The when, when they filter it, uh, it's a little bit, le- you hear it less, obviously. The, the, but it's the, playing. They're playing the dialogue, absolutely. not only subtitles. You're playing it, and, and it was funny. People laughed. Weird watching the Han Solo parts with Leia and his very Me Too attitude towards her. You know, his approach. It's problematic. Very problematic, you know. What do you mean? Oh, you know, he's... You I know, know is now problematic? You can't. No, before that, you know, he's trying to put the moves on her, making her Come feel... Come on, very, kiss me! Very, making her feel very uncomfortable when she's trying to repair the Falcon. Right. It's this rape is, culture. It's, that is not rape. She's a powerful figure. Well, More she pushes powerful, back. She's, she's pushing back until he forces himself. the leader himself. of the rebellion. He, you know she's, what? He's a subordinate, not her superior. <laughs> this is not a Weinstein thing. <laughs> It was. This is I like said, the mm, pool boy putting mm. the moves on Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> she's, been, not... she's been. She's uh, been. She's been captured in this Millennium Falcon. She's yes. on some. He corners ship. her until C three PO comes to the rescue. Yeah, he looms over her. Yeah, yeah. Harrison yeah. Ford looms yeah, over yeah, Carrie Fisher yeah, yeah. on those Ford, scenes. You know, she would. She would. Didn't he? No. Just another uh, reason that the rebellion no. is disgusting. But there you go. Filled uh, with sex perverts. But people did actually. Uh, jokes aside, people did clap. At the "I love you, I know" line, people just did. So you have all the, the fans that were there. So that was great. I mean, the writing is great. I, I, I question Hoth was Hoth awesome. Yeah, but you know what's funny and is watching the ad-ats in their stop motion. It's so it's so different. But you don't mind. I mean, you know the way they move. It's 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 dated. But I'll tell you what's worse is the nineteen ninety seven editions. Oh, it had the editions. Yeah, so oh. it's nineteen ninety seven. Uh. So, but it, luckily, it's not as bad. Obviously, as Return of the Jedi or Star or Wars. A new hope. A new you basically hope. just have the sh- the shots of Bespin, right? Yes, it's like, Cloud yeah. City. But it's so funny because I remember seeing it in ninety seven. Oh, look at these new additions to this this you know high tech. You, you know, hated it then, right? Because I hated it in ninety seven. Return of the Jedi, I hated. Uh, the additions to, which I thought were awful. But this one, I didn't mind it. It's so much more noticeable now, the Cloud City scenes that Lucas added in 97, because they don't look, they look very, they just look very well, they, fake. They look they terrible. Look, they look dated because they're using 1997 CGI. CGI to exactly do. right. It is, it, it is actually kind of uh, fascinating to to look at the, the various insertions into the, uh, the, the movies now with, the, the distance of time because if you if you look at those 1997 a new hope mm-hmm. scenes like on uh on tatooine it at like outside Isley, they look awful i mean they really they really look awful and some of the stuff works some of the stuff i thought worked then and still more or less works like the additional shots of the x-wings yes uh, on the yes. the the approach to the death that star the, you know, like when, some of that stuff you... is actually is is actually okay and i wonder how much of that was done 
digitally or, and how much was done with actual models i, I don't know but the uh, but it it just every, basically everything that they added is terrible and yeah. it, it it looks yeah. maybe worse. the answer is they just need to re-specialize it again they need to do enough <laughs> with with, with new. 2018 technology uh, and then it'll be CGI even technology. better guys they got to bring them back for that uh, one of the other interesting things of course is i was curious what people would be wearing to this because on the one hand it's the kennedy center Right. And there is, you know, there's other things going on. So there were people who were dressed up. There are people in sort of black tie. You know who I saw was uh, uh, Bill Crystal. <laughs> he was like, uh, is that Vic Manis? What's he doing here? And was he, he was, he was he wearing black tie going to the was, opera? He was going upstairs to the terrace uh, with, his, I guess his wife was meeting him up there for some sort of piano trio concert. But he had just flown in from L.A. So he's dragging his suitcase through the Kennedy <laughs> Center. And he doesn't stop. I say, I guarantee you, he's falling asleep at the show. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, he came in right from the plane directly to the Kennedy Center. Uh, so I saw him there. But so there are people who were um, dressed up fairly, fairly nicely. And there are people, even in the concert hall where I was, that were dressed normally. I'd say there are a lot of the fanboys who were wearing Star Wars-themed T-shirts that look like they haven't been washed since The Empire Strikes Back was oh. first on. You know? And they were allowed in. Yes, in T-shirts and stuff. Uh, and kids, a lot of the kids uh, came in costume. Halloween costumes. Yes, time, right? exactly. And speaking of Halloween, over the weekend, Halloween took the top spot at the box office. That's like an alley-oop. That was an alley-oop. I'm coming down the alley-oop. court, Nick Van Exel, I throw it up to Shaq, and you throw it back. Right in. Oh, man, that was great. $77.5 million. Followed by A Star is Born at $19 million and Venom in $18 million in third place. Halloween's budget, of course, was reported at $10 million. So it's kind of like the Nun in the Conjuring series. Horror has these amazing returns. Your thoughts, Sonny? Uh, box I have, office. I, I have no uh, enormous thoughts about the box office. Okay. I mean, I, I, it it's is a lot of it's money. surprising. It is, it mm-hmm. is, it is surprising uh, to see it make this much money. Um, Not to anybody who was reading Richard Rushfield mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. Well, no, but I mean, because I, a month ago yeah. he had a little colloquy of marketeers who all said that they thought this was going to be making a run at the highest grossing R-rated open ever. Wow. And that this thing had been tracking to the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, close yeah. to so, not I mean, it, but it was way up there. Close. Yeah. Very, very close. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's not It's not that close to it. It made like $120 million or something. I mean, if, I mean, okay. it, I'm sorry. Fall. Fall. Yeah. Or seasonal. Size yeah. seasonal. Whatever. The point yeah, is... Right. It was, almost, they were it was almost the highest October, you know, mm-hmm. and only yeah. because of uh, because of Venom, right, right, right. Venom, right, Venom, Venom, <laughs> Venom. Yeah, amazing. Uh, so, uh, did we all see the Hate You Give that also came out this weekend? Uh, Sonny, how about a review of the Hate You Give? I would rather. What is the Hate You Give? Uh, the Hate You Give is see the trailer. Is the woke. I think you don't even have to see the movie. You see the trailer. It's the woke movie about police brutality in the against the African American community. This sounds like my kind of thing. It's since I'm since I'm anti. You would probably you would probably really love this movie. <laughs> is it's, this a documentary? It's woke. Oh, no. It's anti police. Uh, no, it 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 just I I couldn't imagine actually watching this movie. I just can't. Are you gonna, you're I not going to review? You're not going to review it. Not going to review. It's it. out now. Not going to review. Okay, it. so you saw That's Halloween. You obviously reviewed that for the Beacon. I did. I saw JVL. Did you? I see did it? not see. it. Did anybody else see it? Maybe. Yes! 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 I've been waiting for this all week long. Allow me to take a stab at reviewing Halloween. Michael Myers is back with a vengeance. 
He has done some terrible things, and I'm not just talking about Shrek Forever and the Love Guru. Oh. He has escaped and is coming after Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. I wouldn't want to be trading places with her. <laughs> Michael Myers is truly dangerous. Why can't people get it through their thick skulls before they get it through their thick skulls? <laughs> well, let's cut to the chase. This movie really goes for the jugular. Michael Myers is like me after I eat a bowl of chili. Silent but deadly. <laughs> I give Halloween four stars, and that's the critics' corner. Gene. Uh, Gene. Thank you, Gene. I, well, I think I've was, missed you. Oh, it's been a while. Uh, and uh, I think Gene had read your review, Sonny, about mm. him being the silent killer, and that gave him kind of mm. this, this idea that he, does, he really doesn't say one word. No. No. So uh, how about a, how about a, a, a real... Uh, a, a real big boy review. Uh, Halloween is a direct sequel to the 1978 original. Uh, that means that they are wiping out the previous 10 films of sequels <gasps> and remakes. The and continuity reboots. is out? Continuity is oh, out. No. Well, I mean, it, the, the Halloween series has always been fascinating because the continuity has never mattered that much anyway, really. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. They, see Halloween 3. In fact, yeah, check, there, the was, there was the Halloween 3, which was the, which oh, was the anthology movie. Course, course. Uh, and then they, they, you know, I mean, uh, they, they Rob Zombie. They retcon Michael Myers into being the sister or the brother mm -hmm. of Laurie Strode. Mm -hmm. Like it's been, a, it's it's always been kind of. So this is this is directly uh, a sequel to the original, um, and it's uh, it's a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. There's not there's not a ton you can do with this concept. It's people people getting killed. Um, uh, I thought it was pretty effective in so far as that is what it is. It, it it's an interesting movie in that it 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 is. It feels like it is often in dialogue with previous iterations of the series. This is a movie that kind of um, openly mocks the idea that we should understand Michael Myers, that we should we should get inside his head, and we, we need to know what he's thinking as he's committing these murders. Every character who does this, from the the, the new Loomis uh, uh, to the um, the podcasters to the podcasters who are the movie opens with a, a pair of podcasters going to Michael Myers and bringing him his mask and being like talk to us tell us what you tell us why you did this and Michael Myers just stands there silently everyone who tries to get inside his head and understand what he did uh, gets murdered uh, pretty brutally and violently. How old is Michael Myers in this? Michael Myers is be 60, sixty something. He'd be yeah. at I least mean, it's sixty. Forty years later, mm -hmm. so he's he was. What? But he has aged. He's not 20. supernatural. No, no, he's not. I mean, he's supernatural in that he's supernaturally strong, and you know, yeah, whatever. You, you can't. You That's can't like kill Uncle him. Drew. You can't kill him, but uh, he. Uh, so anyway, it's um, uh, the movie is fine. The movie the movie is fine for what it is. Uh, here there there again there there are a couple of interesting. Ways that the movie has changed over the years. For instance, in this film, the only nudity Ugh. in it is a flashback to the 1978 original, which I find pretty. I mean, it it, it and it's obscured. It's not, and, it, and it's kind of well, yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's basically yeah. just a shot from the original, from yes. the from, yes, from the original uh, movie. Um, and it is it, it and there there are there's like a makeout scene, but it's very chaste. Like oh. the girl has her clothes on, the guy has his clothes on. It's, it's already a hard hand over. It's 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 hand over the top, and it is it's it's a fascinating way in which Hollywood has gotten very skittish about. Yes, they have 
kind of casual nudity and and that sort of thing. It's one of the things I like about Rob Zombie's Halloween is it's just like it's just tits everywhere. It's just <laughs> everywhere. It, Rob Zombie does not he mm-hmm. he wants to see mm-hmm. attractive mm-hmm. young people naked, mm-hmm. uh, but also unattractive old people. He basically just likes uh, people to have their clothes off in his <laughs> movies. Um, and uh, you know the Rob Zombie Halloween is a is a H two O H twenty. No 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 that was that's a different one. This is the Rob this is the remake. So the Rob Zo- Rob Zombie remade Holly- Halloween in two thousand seven and two thousand nine. Ah. There was Halloween Halloween two. That's right. Uh, and in Rob Zombie's movies, which again, I think this new one is kind of in dialogue with, in Rob Zombie's movies, the first hour of the film, the first hour of the hour and 50 minute Halloween movie is all about Michael Myers' childhood. It's about him being bullied. It's about his his stepfather oh, being yeah. mean to him. Mm, it's about, and then, mm-hmm. and you yes. know, it tries to explain Michael Myers. It tries to give us a reason why he's this yes. awful serial killer. And, you know, he, mm-hmm. it's basically, I put it, as I put it somewhere, I can't remember. It's the blowback theory of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. It's like, we made this man by being cruel and mean to him. Mm-hmm. And I like, mm-hmm. I can understand mm-hmm. why this would appeal to, to people in a, uh, uh, in a post 9-11 uh, kind of situation, but the 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 whole thing just doesn't work because it yes. demystifies Michael yes. Myers. It makes him less yeah. scary. He's not a, he's not a terrifying person. Thank you, Sonny. I watched it, and actually, you know who was in the theater it was Joe Shostal. That's his kind of, yeah, our colleague from the Free Beacon. That's his kind of movie too. He likes horror. You guys went together? Uh, no, no, by chance. But I didn't know he was going Did you there. Sit until together? I, no, he. What are we assigned seats? I sat oh, in the back. Good. I sat in the back. I do not need crazy person behind me yeah. wearing mask. Okay, yeah. even though they Fair. they no masks. In Where? The theater. W- which theater? Did AMC you see AMC Courthouse. Oh, okay. You know, so uh, I sat in the back. But you know, and it's been a. I had thought about this. It had been a long time since I actually went to see like an outright horror film in a theater. And I don't remember because I don't even want to count Hostel, for example, which is just torture porn. It's, you know, but I mean like a, a scary movie. And there's so many that have come out that, uh, but I don't remember seeing, so it's been a while. You didn't and go see It? No, no, yeah. did not. And so uh, I sat there and I have to admit there were a few moments where I was a little bit like tense, nervous, like, ooh, I can see where this is going. And then, but you know what I did? I would look uh, above my glasses where my vision is blurry so I can just just to brace for a few seconds before the jump scare or the f- the fake jump scare and then you know the yeah, jump yeah. scare after that and so yeah, yeah. I would do that you know to blur the vision because if I'm looking uh, through my glasses every little gory detail I'm going to see and that's because I'm wearing my brand new Warby Parker glasses that's right Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point available exclusively through Warby Parker's website and retail stores glasses start at $95 including prescription lenses Warby Parker's eyewear with a purpose almost 1 billion people worldwide lack access to glasses this means that 15% of the global population cannot effectively learn or work which is crazy because glasses were invented 700 years ago we should be on top of this. Warby Parker partners with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure for every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. We believe that everyone has the right to see. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free. What? Yes, our home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door where you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. You can try the frames for five days before sending them back using a free prepaid return shipping label with no obligation to purchase. It's 100% free and so easy to do. Sunglasses start at $95, including polarized lenses available with prescriptions starting at $175. 
Warby Parker sunglasses feature premium polarized lenses that are scratch resistant and provide 100% UV protection. So I did the home try on. I got five pairs sent to my house. It was very easy. Um, and my wife and my kids were the judges. I kind of liked uh, did you do a little fashion show? I did. Uh, I, I liked one that was more slate, but look, maybe they said looked like uh, a Bond villain, like Dr. No, uh, which uh, Bob Kagan used to call me because I used to have the thick black frames. Uh, and then there was another one that was interesting called The Barnes, and it was larger, a little bit more retro, and tortoise shell. Uh, and I couldn't help but think that it was maybe dedicated to Fred Barnes. Named after Fred. As, you know, everybody loved uh, Fred's glasses, but I settled on the Eaton. I was really surprised it actually fit my head based on the parameters I give. And uh, and all you have to do is upload the uh, your, your doctor's prescription because I'm not typing in what my doctor writes. I can't read what she writes. Uh, but you just they they understand what it is. And uh, a few do you have to like, like take a picture of it? And yeah. You like send yeah. it. You take a picture send, and you like upload it on the website. <laughs> That's it. It's very very easy. Warby Parker has the free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Uh, it all ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash substandard to order your home, free home try-ons today. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. For every pair you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need. That's warbyparker.com slash substandard. To order your free home try-ons today. Also, do you have an iPhone 10? Make sure to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new feature, Find Your Fit. Find Your Fit uses the iPhone 10's true depth camera to map and measure key facial features. Using these measurements, Find Your Fit recommends approximately 12 Warby Parker frames that are likely the best fit for your face. The process is seamless and takes only a few seconds. So there you go. JVL, yes, JVL, you uh, you had you had a question for me a couple of weeks ago about my my new glasses. What 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 was the question? Are they bifocals? Uh, no, they're not. They're progressive lenses. Okay, right. But but progressive lenses are bifocal. No, no, no. Bifocal to me means that you have there's like a line, the line, no. and so there's a very there's like mini boxes on the lenses. You can't tell. What's going Do on here? Do young people wear progressive lenses? Like, for instance, if we were to walk outside of the Washington Free Beacon offices where there are a whole bunch of people under the age of, I don't know, 45... What percentage of them do you think we would find wearing progressive lenses? We'd never know because they're so <laughs> impossible to spot. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell. It could be 100%. <laughs> I have a problem. I can't read close anymore. It's that thing. But I tell you what, there are... I thought about it because I knew you were going to ask me this question. And there are definitely benefits to getting older. For example, for next week, uh, for next week's episode, a new sponsor. They just installed a new bathtub at our house. It has a little door and the bench. <laughs> I've always because it's too dangerous to lift your Keep leg. You safe. Too dangerous. You can sit. You can just sit while you get your shower. Also, I'll, I'm the new pitch man for catheters. <laughs> you know the ones that you could fly a plane and do stunts, plane stunts. If you see that on TV, uh, it's very. I'm wearing one right now. It's very comfortable. I just, I just drank six bottles of water. Didn't even have to get up from my seat. That is fantastic. Catheters. We all need them. Uh, okay. So uh, Halloween thoughts. And I know JVL has Halloween or horror questions because you're not a horror guy. I am anti. Not at all. Not even a little bit. I saw Halloween as a kid <sighs> with Chris and the rest of my Quaker school friends. I mean, it was fifth grade ah. because it was a Halloween party. And we went to school in Haddonfield, New, New Jersey. Jersey. It counts. It which counts. is yes. the name of the town in Haddonfield. Question about this. How does Mike Myers get out of jail? Ah. 
He, uh, well, there's, it's very similar to the uh, original Halloween um, kind of, he's being transported on a bus, bus crashes, mm. and he, uh, he escapes. Hmm. It could have been like the bus and the predator. <laughs> we don't know what happened. Yeah. It's a mystery. What does, Crazy bus. What does Michael Myers eat? Does Michael Myers ever go to the bathroom? Like, did, I, I would say my, oh, whatever. Would you like to talk about all good questions? What, has, what always bothered me mm-hmm. about Mike Myers uh, is the extent to which he inexplicably straddles the world of the, the real and the supernatural in ways yes. that I just found mm-hmm. unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. You're like either be one or be the other, right? You're well, willing to watch know for which is I'm, I'm yeah. willing to mm-hmm. go with either. Mm-hmm. I don't have a preference mm-hmm. for it, but it purports to be in the real world and yet he has all these supernatural abilities. Well, it, it, could it, just very much, it could be very much like me. imagining, you know, Rasputin in the body of a 6'6 guy, you know, with superhuman, with enormous strength or something like that. But you just have to, I, I, I don't know. what he Because the only time you see him, he's just looking for weapons. That's all he does. He's he's looking for implements. Implements. Did you know when I was reading about this that the mask he wears is the William Shatner? Yeah, I have to admit, I I don't know if I knew that, but Sonny reminded me about Uh, it. Is it's? I mean, the the thing about Michael Myers, and it's the same problem that uh, Jason Voorhees has, which is that is it's basically like well. How do you kill him? You 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 can't. You can't of. because you need to make more money in this. Yeah, I mean, like you you can't. I, what are you gonna you're gonna chop his head off and you know uh, burn burn the body? I mean, it is it is very much. It's like it's kind of like the um oh, what's the line in Ghostbusters too? You know, as as Vigo the Carpathian's head was dying, he said, you know, it, like that is kind of the sense that I get from Michael Myers. I. I this is, but this is also why he is scary and why he doesn't work in these movies where they try to explain his backstory. Because if you explain his backstory and you turn him uh, away from this, just like kind of killing automaton, he has to be a shark. Essentially, he has right? to be if a shark. Yes. He has to be the Jaws shark. Keep uh, on going. And that is why. And that is. And this is why it doesn't really bother me that much, except for when they're like, "Well, actually, he was this abused kid, and he wants to kill his sister. He's like missing the childhood he never had." Like that doesn't work. You just need you, he just he's just a murderer, and that and that's what this film gets very right. It is in I, I think our friend Kyle Smith described it as like the most conservative movie of the year. It is a deeply uh, it, it's a deeply um, you could make a deeply conservative argument about it being a a a tale. You know the only you know you you can't you you can't really stop evil. You can only kill evil. You can only. No, you can't kill evil. Well, but this is but this is this is thing. Evil, evil, like never goes away. Evil is uh, ever present. And, and there, I always and I thought there were also two other takeaway themes from this movie. Guns one, are, one is guns one are good. One is embracing embracing the yeah. Second Amendment. Thank God she had all of his guns in her basement. Guns, guns because are good. you can't rely on the police who are always one step behind. Police, incompetent. And the second thing was female empowerment. Well, this but that's is like been a, there since the first is, yeah, Halloween, right? right? Yeah. I mean, Jimmy. Well, this, is this, time, this has always been the final girl yeah. theory, is it? Like, yeah. And this time, that's 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 right. And this time, it's three generations of Strohs. Three generations. And of who doesn't like uh, Judy uh, Greer? Judy Greer. Right. Love Judy Greer in this. She's great. She's great in everything she does. I'm not familiar with the the the, the granddaughter, and I don't think she's seen her. Uh, but uh, again, it is funny with the whole uh, the gun thing and that yeah. work. And in terms of the police. I'd also like to point. I'd like to add three cheers for Will Patton. Will Patton Will has great, aged yeah. in a good way for movies. He looked the part of the old grizzled yep. sheriff. I think it's great. 
He's Love wonderful. Yeah. Victory, you are much more of a horror mm. guy. You yeah, yes love and no. the horror. Yes, yes and no. Right. Yes. I, I, you just end up watching these things because they're on HBO. As a kid, when did you start watching horror? And what? So what are the? What are your? Fo- what are your fo- foundational, formational oh my horror gosh. movies as a kid? Uh, let's see. You, so I you mean, were four. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Poltergeist first. <laughs> no, no, Poltergeist. I saw in the theater, and that's I guess that's like sci-fi horror. Um, but I remember uh, obviously Invasion of the Body Snatchers, also sci-fi horror. Coma. We Poltergeist isn't sci-fi horror. There's no science fiction in Poltergeist. Uh, it's horror. It's just horror. Yeah, I guess it is. There's lots of lightning bolts. Like alien, there's lots maybe of, there's a sci-fi. Lots of, there's lots of also all sorts oh, of things coming the, out the of the Lightning bolts house. aren't sci-fi? What do you... Yeah. Lightning bolts are sci-fi for me. Nonsense. That's why. It's magic. Man. You know, you That's realize... magic. You realize that there isn't a machine Mm-mm. in the sky sending Mm-mm. the lightning bolts down. Mm-mm. Stay away from Thor that. Thor is not Stay real. away from that sci-fi stuff. Okay. Um, okay uh, the Omen. Which is an uh, which is a really disturbing movie, and it's one of those movies like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But the Omen is one where, in the ending, much like uh, also another movie I saw, Phantasm, Phantasm. Uh, you know, which is uh, there. It's not a happy ending. No. Oh, and that's how the movie ends, and you leave the theater disturbed. You leave the Phantasm, I believe, is the one where the kid falls asleep in bed, and then he wakes up, and the bed is in the cemetery, and then the hands come from on both sides of the bed and grab him, and that as a kid. That is very effective. Uh, the carry Sa- ending. Yes, of. Salem's Lot also, where the kid comes back from the dead. And he's scraping on the window of the other kid to let him Toby in. Toby Hooper. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, I mean, those but you're are... But not, you're not talking uh, about the series movies, which no. is interesting to me. So the, the, the giant franchise uh, movies yes. no, did not leave a very, mark on is, you is, the way is, these other Not early did. on, and, you know, and we rented all sorts of movies. I guess there were a couple omens. Yes, there were omens one, two, and three. Right. There were a lot of omens. And they yeah. got progressively worse. Uh, and they were very, they were obviously horrific, and it deals with larger, deeper, scary issues as well. Um, but, and, and Omen 3 was awful because, um, and there was a resolution, Omen 3, there was a resolution, but they did the whole thing, which is like the, you know, it's like Herod's Killing of the Innocents, where I had to kill all these babies, you know, and it was terrible because they thought that the, uh, 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 that the second coming was happening and they, and they had to kill all these babies. It was just awful. And back in the 70s and 80s, they, kids died in movies all the time, yeah. you know? And there's a couple, there's one in this Halloween that's a little disturbing also, but at least it's not graphic. Uh, the kids are in the car and then Michael uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. is in the back. And, uh, but, it, but in Omen, and it had a great cast. It had Gregory Peck was in it. And, oh, that's right. And, yeah. and Mia Farrow. And the worst part of the first omen actually was uh, when the mother is uh, immobilized because she fell down. She was pushed and she can't move and she's stuck in the hospital. And then I believe it's Mia Farrow as the evil nurse comes in and injects the air bubble, you know, into her IV. And you see the bubble going into eventually cause this th- and, and, and kill Mia her. Mia Farrow? In the omen? omen, check it out. I could be wrong. I don't. Think uh, that's amazing to me that Gregory Peck did a movie like that. I know where he played the U.S. ambassador at the court of St. James. In Omen Three, here's what's interesting: the Antichrist is now uh, a fully realized man, an adult, Sam Neill. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's a. He, it's basically the Left Behind movies, isn't it? He's like the the Satan becomes the yes, president. Yes, yeah. he becomes the president. That was the whole thing. Uh, but it was very funny because when we were kids. Uh, you know, with all the movies that we were getting on VHS and renting, uh, I remember my parents. The Omen. Yes. Mia Farrow was in the remake of the. Omen. Oh, Is that okay. what you're thinking? Yeah, of? she was definitely in the remake. Yeah. Okay, uh, and 
but my parents rented Friday the 13th, and for whatever reason, they said, you can't watch this. I remember that. Wow. Yeah. I, that's very yeah. interesting. There were two movies. When I was a kid, there were two movies that I remember my parents renting and saying, you can't watch. One of them was Friday the 13th, and the other one was Body Double. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, is that the De Palma? Yes, yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. Bill Maher plays. <gasps> oh, is that he guy in looks, that? No, oh, it, but that guy looks like Bill Maher, right? Like, isn't that? That's yeah, the, so yeah. I think so. Um, and and, and but you were, go ahead. The the one we haven't mentioned so far is the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, yes. oh. which I which I have always found I have always thought is the best of all these. By it's like the most creative. It's the most actually scary. I find yes, like the idea of being falling asleep and well, and that's like thing. Much not being like, able to tell the difference between it, dreams. It, it's and a reality. great concept. It's much like body snatchers in which. You, if you go to sleep, you die. And but yeah. this is much more explicit. Yeah, I'd rather go to sleep in body snatchers and then you know just wake up as get a pod cocoon. person. Yeah, that's fine. You, you would be fine as a pod person. Half my day is like that like anyway. Pod person. <laughs> I don't really, I don't, I don't really have anything to contribute anyway. I no, might as well I just, just be a pod through person. the motions. Yeah. We still eat. Right. Uh, but the, <laughs> but the, do the pod people do RG? No, that's the thing. I don't even. I don't. I think bet they, they don't have to. Spend, well, I bet they, they can have as all the G they want. Well, they probably but just they, don't want to eat. They just want to. They would know. Their food. You know what? They would know. I'm faking because he'd be like that. That pod guy is eating way too <laughs> Why much. Why is he eating so much? So much. He's not one of us. In uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, though, is much scary because it's the it comes in your dreams, and that's very effective yeah. for an audience to think that he'll come in your dreams. And the worst thing about it, I we, that was a Mattis family movie actually, and I actually did not watch initially. Uh, the death of Johnny Depp. Oh, which I because I really I didn't I, he, I didn't know who he was at the time, but I it was sympathetic to his character. I liked him, and I thought, oh no, it's you know, and I, I don't want to see him die, and it's an awful death. Yeah, you get sucked blood, into the bed. Yes, and there's blood dripping through the ceiling downstairs. It's just it was terrible. Uh, but you were right about this movie not having the classic nudity. Yeah. of the old movies and I, and that's a general theme of most movies now where you just don't see gratuitous sex anymore why yeah. why is nudity like gratuitous nudity such an integral part of horror well because it's the it's the what is it is the, it the sex psychosexual and death, the sex and death impulses sex death impulses colliding mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. orgasms of blood yeah Interesting. I guess, it, it, I I guess but and you bring your date, and the date gets scared, and there's a little bit of you know, there's titillation. Frizzle. Well, yes, <laughs> and then they're grabbing Frizzle. through your arm and things like that. I imagine, but uh, but I they don't know. do that. But they don't. But they don't do that anymore. And one of the movies I was thinking about was actually Jason Goes to Hell, which in fact was not made in the it was like in the aughts. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah. Movie like 1990 was or 91. And that had the, one of the most explicit uh, gratuitous uh, sex scenes where a uh, Put this this way: a woman gets impaled, and then she gets impaled. Hey now, oh, <laughs> question. <laughs> yes. So we are in a golden age of horror, much the way the late seventies were a golden age of horror. Mm. Uh, it's it, it. I okay. Go ahead. My question is: Is it fair to say that the the golden age, late seventies, early eighties of horror? was really based around iconic characters like Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, Pinhead, Leatherface. Well, it's funny, though. In ways that today, it's the horror seems much more situational. I mean, we have Jigsaw. Half, and I of, guess those, half of those characters, though, were 80s characters, right? I mean, like, you have Michael Myers, and you have Leatherhead, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but, like... 
Friday the 13th, first one was 1980. Right. So it was the late 70s bleeding into the 80s, right? Which is the the gold. Maybe I only think of that as Golden Age of Horror because that's when I was looking at the ads for all these things and thinking to myself, you could not pay me enough to go to that movie. But the problem is all those movies are are bad, right? Like we, we can generally agree that most of those films are bad with the exception of like the first Texas Chainsaw, which has a kind of grindhouse pulpy uh, I remember I remember or, coming across Halloween 3 season of the witch which has nothing to do with yeah. Michael Myers and everything to do with like evil corporation slash mad scientist the silver shamrock uh, company wanted all the kids to wear the pumpkin mask and they had the little uh, microchip and then uh, the microchip was connected to a Celtic curse and then they tell you to watch the movie watch that happens t- yeah, that happens as you know it's all very real yeah. plausible so far and you, they say, watch the screen, and then all of a sudden, inside your mask are all sorts of bugs and snakes eating your face. And they showed a kid, and it happens to the kid, and it's awful. Sorry, I'm going here. It, was, it really affected that, me. That really seemed to disturb you. It did. Uh, you can see it on YouTube still. The, uh, I mean, it, it, it depends on what we're talking about when we're talking about, like, great horror movies. I mean, you have, like, Rosemary's Baby, right? Or, I'm not saying these are great movies. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying well, there's the, like the, the golden, genre. The golden age of the slasher certainly is The like, genre was built around yeah. characters. You know, the idea was we got to find a character and then we can build a movie around it. You know, the yeah. leprechaun, we'll just get the leprechaun. We'll build a movie around it. Yeah. yeah whereas <laughs> the, the horror movies of today are much more about situations and I, like, right? Like the torture porn movies, which are horror, yeah, are all sure. about mm-hmm. ideas and scenarios, not Or like the conjuring. Not the, yeah, character. the conjuring, right. which is or, now how many movies connected to this now? Like Four, six, six, 85. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or funny. like uh, um, The Witch. Or, you know, uh, hereditary, Mm. where you have kind of... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You definitely... It it is weird that you have this kind of... We live in an age of franchises, and there certainly are horror franchises, like the Insidious movies and... Mm. And for a while, uh, the, the ring, the ring had a good round a little bit. The ring, there were a couple the ring rings. movies, uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't think that we we have like an iconic horror villain that has. And maybe that, that means the horror movies today are more sophisticated. Maybe, I guess. Yes, maybe maybe they are just more sophisticated as in a way propositions. Yeah. I guess that's what I was trying to get well, at yeah. a little bit, but yeah. not knowing anything because I am just a voyeur in the whole mm, horror yeah. scene mm. because I don't consume it. I'm always interested in it yes. because I'm interested in why people certain, yeah. respond to it. There's the certain things do. that I'm finding. There's to the be... Babadook. What is that? The Babadook. The Babadook. Babadook. That? that was a good character. <laughs> what? What, are the, what is that? The... You got to see the Babadook, man. <laughs> what, what, one of the things that I find very tired of the new big hit movies, they all do this, is. And it's like it, it, it's they they all do this now. You see, you don't even have to see the movie. They show it in the trailer where the you see the image of some scary being. And then they fast forward, the, you know, and all of a sudden they speed up the frame and it runs right towards you. Yeah. Every movie does this now. They do, the, and they it's, do a lot what, of I hate that. What's, what's, what, you know what I'm talking about. It's, yeah. The first time I remember oh. seeing that is, do you remember the House on Haunted Hill remake with like, um, uh, who was in that? Um, Omar Epps. Yes. Really? And, uh, Jeffrey Rush. I took a stab. Jeffrey Rush. I took and, a stab at Omar Epps and I got it. Yeah, and, okay. and Mrs. Pete Sampras is in that. And, oh, it, yes. that's right. And it, 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 does this, it does this kind of thing where you have like the weird figures and then like so, speeds them up real quick. Right, and then well, like, it's right out of your face. That always, that always creeped me out, man. That it did. But now it's, now it's just this. Th- it, yeah. The first time, the first five times. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's really cool. But now it's like, ugh, I know what's coming next. 
She's running at you. Yeah, this so. is one of the reasons I kind of like Rob Zombie horror movies, and he is not he he. I'm surprised he doesn't get more critical love than he does. But the sort of things he does are like they're very atmospheric and they're very based on they're very much based on like set design and character design and like musical design. Uh, you know, and they don't rely on the jump scares of like the Conjuring films or the Insidious movies. It's not a lot of like here's a loud noise and a scary flash of an image. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. building tense scenes that people can't really escape from. It's anyway. Uh, when you uh, went to see Halloween, did you get a trailer for Pet Cemetery with Jason Clark? I did. Uh, did you have no thank you yeah no okay because I saw did you see the no, original Pet Cemetery I, movie yeah, with yeah. with a no name cast by the, with the exception of Fred Gwynn well but also uh, no Tasha Yar's in that um, <laughs> Denise Crosby right yes yes oh yeah God, God love you for pulling out Tasha. Wow, Yard. I saw that. Yeah. Tell me, Jeez. tell me about the Pet Cemetery well, I mean, trailer. I like, does it look I like just Jason too scary Clark. for you. Yeah, no, but I mean, if, it's, it's, a movie about a, it's a movie about a little kid dying, and they put yeah. him in the Pet yeah. Cemetery. Yeah. And comes yeah. back as an evil spirit. The train, the, 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 the not the train, the, the eighteen wheeler. Eighteen wheeler. If I have to see that more than once, once was enough. I don't want to see that. When the I kid read, happens. I read. I read Pet Cemetery for the first time when my daughter was like oh, two, oh. and I was like, "Well, I've, I've waited thirty-four years to read this book. Sure, this is the perfect time to do it now." And I was, yeah, it's I about was pets. Like, terrified. It's okay, it's just pets. Awful. No, tell me what happens in the the the, the tractor if you trailer. Could, if you in, could bring if in you could Pet br- Cemetery, the the, the 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 precis is uh, a family moves to a uh, uh, rural main home that is situated. Uh, basically in front of a, a, an Indian burial ground that kids <laughs> use as a pet cemetery. <laughs> if you put your pet there, it comes back to life. But it comes, but it comes back, back, back evil. Up. It comes back, comes back evil. Yeah. And so the family, the they have a two-year-old kid. Spoiler, I mean, for this 30-year-old book Gage. and movie. Yeah, Gage uh, wanders out in the street and gets whacked by a semi truck and distraught with grief. The father puts the child in the pet cemetery and pet cemetery, the pet cemetery sends him back and he's evil. Evil little boy. And he kills, you gotta uh, kill him again. Yeah, he kills uh, Fred Munster. Ed Mons- Ed that sounds like not a fun movie. <laughs> no, it's really, it's yeah. really disturbing. Mm-hmm. It's really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, he, he kills Fred. Uh, Gwyn, so I have, whatever. Yes. I have two questions for you boys. JVL. One, can I get a greater sign on Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees? Oh. Two, can I get a ranking of the iconic horror slasher? protagonists or villains I guess what would, would, would an anti-hero do any of them ever do people wind up rooting for Mike Myers and I, Jason I imagine and Freddy, in Freddy like I imagine on, in Freddy versus like by, Jason by, by number five of these installments are people in the audience secretly like yeah I want to see how Freddy kills this guy let's go Freddy in the way that like when you're wrestling you know in professional wrestling there's a whole class of people who are just rooting for the bad guys but because they like Roddy Piper and they want to see Roddy it, Piper I, I, beating The problem Hulk is Hogan. it's not 100% of the time that the victims are people you'd like to see killed, if that, that makes any sense. You know, when, when, when somebody goes on a murder spree, if, if the people are not likable, then you don't have as much problems seeing them die. In many of these movies are people you do find sympathetic, so it's less... Dis- it would be disturbing to root for them, I think. I don't know. I, I Michael don't know. Myers is greater sign Jason Voorhees because Michael Myers was first... And Jason Voorhees. I, though I do, I do appreciate Jason Voorhees, who mm-hmm. was remember not actually the villain of the first Friday the Thirteenth. It was Jason's mother. Yes, Jason Voorhees was not until the second one. Oh, uh, there are I a lot of having are, never seen either of these movies. There are a lot of mother movies like that. Carrie, 
Yeah. And I believe happy birthday to me. You don't want to. Okay. Let me just give you a tip about happy birthday to me. Two tips. One was uh, when you're bench pressing, make sure a, uh, a girl doesn't drop a weight between your legs and then you break your windpipe. Okay, yeah, that's number that one. Way. And number two, don't let uh, anyone feed you uh, any food with a, a skewer. Okay. It's your mouth. Keep that in mind. All right. Uh, Freddie, greater sign. Leatherface, greater sign. Michael Myers, greater sign. Jason. So you go one Freddie, two Leatherface, yeah. three Mike Myers, four yeah. Jason. Jason. Yeah. Jason is definitely, I mean, Jason is, or Freddie is the best of these characters by far, just as a character. He's like actually interesting. Well, he's the only one who like talks right. and has a yeah. personality. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's the. And a story. Right. Well, they all have stories. And Leatherface, I'm surprised you yeah. put Leatherface so high. What is it about Leatherface? Again, this is another movie that you could not pay me to watch. I don't know. It's just... In its various iterations. How about with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Did you like that one? The, is that the next generation Texas so. Chainsaw yeah, Massacre? Was, was was that generation. Platinum Dunes? No, the Platinum Dunes ones were in the mid aughts, uh, featuring uh, Alexandra Daddario in one of those mm. movies. There you go. Featuring how much of Alexandra Daddario? Not enough, sadly. Okay, uh, I defer to I defer to a uh, uh, study. Uh, on, I'm surprised on you this. don't have like totally. Yeah, strong no, no, no. I, I think I used to. I used to, but I need to brush up on it. And speaking of brushing up, Sunny Bunch. Whoa, alley oop again. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth. Yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple more affordable, and more enjoyable. Quip features sensitive sonic vibrations. They're gentle on your sensitive gums. I have very sensitive gums. So this really? is, yeah. Uh, why? Because, because you don't floss enough. Many people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. Quip's built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a how, uh, helping guiding you to a full and even clean. Up to 90% of us don't brush for the full two minutes and we don't clean evenly. A, a, and this will help you take care of that. I mean, trust me, there's nothing worse than getting done brushing your teeth and you got that gunk in the back. You're like, ah, I missed a spot. This will help you take care of that. Uh, a multi-use cover mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over uh, your bristles for on-the-go brushing. It declutters your sink or cabinet and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush easier. Quip doesn't require a clunky charger and runs for three months on one charge. Uh, brush heads automatically delivered to you on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. You don't want that. This takes care of that problem. Uh, Quip is one of the uh, first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. Has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Uh, Quip is great. That's why they're backed by 20,000 dental professionals. Starts at just $25. Uh, and if you go to getquip.com slash substandard right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash substandard. Go check it out now. Thank you very much, Sonny Bunch. I have one correction, which is in last week's episode, I said Neil Armstrong had taught at Purdue, but no, listener and friend Jason Cooper reminds me that is wrong. He went to undergrad Purdue and he taught at University of Cincinnati. 
So go awful, just awful. <laughs> well, it's no Xavier. You How know? dare you? Okay. How dare you mess that uh, up? Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Jason. Just kidding about Xavier. Uh, that's all the time we are giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunny Bunch. Uh, at JV Last, and I'm telling you to tweet at JV Last. I'm Sunny Bunch telling you to tweet as apparently some people were confused because I say at JV Last and they think I'm JV Last. Okay. But I'm th- not. I'm Sunny. Bunch. Thank you. Thank you, JVL. Again, no! be, again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard on a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. Uh, I just have uh, one thought. I don't know if you have other uh, thoughts. I, ha- I have an outtake. Okay. All right. Uh, mine is I found a uh, cure for gout. Oh. I did this. very exciting. So uh, last week I mentioned how uh, Chris Caldwell and I were at Ambar on Clarendon Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a little bit after that, uh, Kate and I went to the uh, basement restaurant of Ambar, which is called Baba. Did you know that? If you go downstairs, so it's away from the riffraff, which is good because the people that do the Arlington Bar Crawls will never get down there. And it's like we got transported to Central Europe because uh, she lived in Europe, I did. So it was like that. It was fantastic, all these little plates. And I got a little carried away. Um, with the sweetbreads, the fried sweetbreads, and the short ribs, and the risotto, and etc. Sweetbreads are not actually bread. No, but I'm not going to tell you until you eat it. It tastes delicious. <laughs> Just eat it. Hey, Gross. hey, who doesn't love a good gland? Anyway, uh, then I, f- then I started. It was just the two. It's kind of a date night thing. And then I got that twitch in my big toe, which I know. Ooh, that, that means, means the crystals are forming. The crystals right? are forming. I started to panic, and then I said, you know, I, do I stop now? What do I do? And on their dessert drink list, they had a, a, a cherry liqueur from Bosnia. I ordered it. I drank it. It was like a lit in a brandy snifter. The next morning, no gout. <laughs> so, so, so cherry liqueur. Bosnian cherry liqueur. I think that I can eat anything I want now. Was this advertised as a gout stopper? I mean, did it say what, what led you to order this? Ah, because I had known that cherry. I'm sorry. You're right. I jumped here. Uh, cherry juice is a remedy for gout. Really? Yes. Yes. This is fascinating. It is interesting. <laughs> but it's, it's very hard to find just cherry juice anywhere, though, because yeah. it's very tart. Sonny. Sonny, what do you got there, big guy? So when I went to see Halloween, uh, I saw it at uh, the AMC Sherlington. Had my nice assigned seats, got a beer, went sat in the, sat in the, sat in my seat. I'm watching, and, oh, and I noticed nice. notice, uh, when I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there watching, and, you know, there's scary things happening. There's shadows and light you know and I noticed some shadows on the floor that weren't matching up with the the screen and I was like oh that's weird I, I wonder what sort of effect this is and it keeps happening and like I like things I, it's like things are almost coming toward me on the floor and they were because there were mice oh. Oh. there were mice in the AMC theater in Sherlington in Sherlington the AMC Sherlington 7 at least two oh. Maybe, maybe more. Almost certainly more if there were two. Did you go to tell the manager after? I did not. Well, I couldn't leave because I had to watch because I'm reviewing it. But, so. but after, I mean. Uh, no, after I just tweeted at them. <laughs> what did they say? Did they reply? They were like, oh, we're so sorry. Sorry, we want to take care of this. I was like, and they were like, we'll send you free popcorn. Like, I'm going to eat the popcorn at the AMC <laughs> Sherlington. But, the, but, but you know, and I, it's not like I'm paying for these tickets. I'm expensing mm-hmm. them. This is not like a money thing for me. It's a, a disgust. With the uh, rodent infestation. So just FYI, 
at the AMC Sherlington. Is it possible that this is a 4D experience? Well, this is this is <laughs> what they I they released uh, the mice uh, to heighten the sense good. of horror I, during the good. movie. I I actually posited as such in my review the the top half of which was concerned with the mice situation. Question. Uh, yes. Which did you find scarier? Yes. The movie Halloween or <laughs> The live mice running around your ankles and feet. <laughs> well, fortunately, in the movie theater. Fortunately, they had the recliner seats, so you know I've got my feet reclined all the way up. They're running underneath. They're not. They're not. They're not uh, jumping on my my feet. I, I'm not scared of mice, but I am. I was just a little grossed out. It's it's uh, you know, it's gross. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. It's not. 